This episode of Vernacular is brought to you by Aloha. Aloha offers organic, plant-based protein powders, bars, superfood greens, and teas. I've used their protein powders for over a year, and they're great. Every powder is free of stevia, soy, and dairy, and made from peas, pumpkin seeds, hemp seeds, and nine other real ingredients. They have no artificial sweeteners, colors, or preservatives. And on top of that, each serving of Aloha provides 18 grams of plant-based protein, 200 milligrams of omega-3s, and healthy doses of iron and magnesium alongside a complete amino acid profile. The protein powders come in four different flavors, chocolate, vanilla, banana, and mixed berry. My personal favorites are their chocolate and vanilla flavors, and I've used them in smoothies, pancakes, muffins, and I'll even just stir the powder into plain Greek yogurt. They taste delicious, and I love their subscription options. To try out one of their protein powders, superfood greens, bars, or teas, just head to aloha.com. And when you do, make sure to enter the promo code VERNACULAR at checkout so that you can receive 15% off on your first order. You're listening to Vernacular Podcast. Welcome back to Vernacular Podcast. Last week on the show, we talked about making a house a home when that house keeps changing because of multiple moves, both domestically and internationally. And this week, we have Thanksgiving in a couple days, and Christmas is obviously not long after that. So we thought it'd be fun to have our perennial contributors, Catherine and Jordan Short, back to chat about making a house a home during the holidays, specifically. And as longtime listeners will know, Catherine and Jordan both have a very keen eye for the artistic and the aesthetic, but they also have a toddler. They are well-versed in apartment living, and while they no longer live in quite the small space that they used to, from what I can tell, if they don't call themselves minimalists, which I don't know if you guys do, you at least try to live more simply, at least from what I can tell. So without further ado, Catherine and Jordan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We're glad to be back. Yeah, it's been a while. And to kick things off, let's all just share some ways that we try to cultivate this, what I think kind of an elusive feeling of home. What does that even mean? How do we try to cultivate that in our houses during the holidays? And Catherine and Jordan, you guys can go first. Well, Sally, I would agree with you. I actually don't consider us minimalists. Like we like having... I wouldn't say tchotchkes, but we do like having personalized items in our house. And obviously that depends on the size of place we've lived, how many things we can keep around. Um, But during the holidays specifically, I like to focus on coziness. And so keeping warm blankets out and around and candles lit they don't take up a lot of space, but they kind of, they remind me of, you know, having Midwest cold holiday winters. Yeah, I love that because it's not like either of us, either of our families really live in the coldest of climates. <laughs> no, but there's something about lighting a candle. Yes. Yes. So I've gotten Esther onto this and I've told her about a couple weeks ago, I was like, we need to light some candles so that it will at least smell like fall, even if it doesn't feel like fall. <laughs> exactly. And I think the most important thing when you do that is to have a good soundtrack, like, yes, you know, keep a candle burning, for example. 
hold out your candle you know that those sorts of very appropriate songs for the candle candles. in the wind yeah oh exactly yeah now we're talking mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i'm glad we're on the same page jordan yes absolutely i feel like coziness is in the eye of the beholder you know and people have different sense memories um of coziness and maybe it was you know a grandparent's house or uh, their own home growing up or, you know, uh, a friend's house, right, that made them feel comfortable. And maybe there was some aspect of that physical space that made them feel safe. And I think as you grow older, it's important to tap into those sense memories and to bring them into present day um, because I think it, it adds to to your health. (laughs) Like it just, it makes you feel more relaxed, you know? Yeah, for sure. So I, I just, I'm just agreeing with everything that's been said, but I I think it it ties back to those kind of sense memories often. Yeah, that's a great point. I have this memory. Well, I, I, I have lots of memories as you're talking about memories of from childhood where you sort of, I guess, come back to and think of coziness. I have this one very vivid memory from when I was probably four years old. I woke up from an afternoon nap and this, I mean, I'm sure we've all experienced this, right? Where you wake up from a nap and you're just like, wait, where am I? What is going on? How long have I been out? You know, and as a four-year-old, it's even more confusing. So I just remember waking up from this nap and thinking all of those things and then smelling uh, something cooking on the stove and like hearing sounds from the kitchen and my mom was in there making dinner and this was mm-hmm. around the holidays time. So I had gone to sleep when it was daylight, but it woken up when it was dark, which added to my disorientation. But then yes. I like, you know, I walked down the little carpeted stairs that we had into our kitchen where my mom was there making delicious smelling chili or soup or something. Um, and like that just stands in my in my mind as a very vivid, like cozy memory because, oh, like that's when I knew like, oh, I'm home. You know, like this is this is where I live and this is where people who love me are. Right, mm-hmm. right. And I think also traditions, ways of doing things, right? Like that also ties into that stuff. For example, my family, um, (laughs) we didn't do Christmas music uh, or Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving. It was always the day after Thanksgiving. So that Friday, uh, usually in the evening, we would... Uh, put up the tree and put out all the decorations and we would have hot cocoa and play Christmas music. And it was just such a, a wonderful thing to do. It was very just like, yeah, cozy. And so that kind of tradition is something that, that I really, I really like as well. Yeah. I love that too. It definitely, when you have those repeated traditions from childhood and bringing them into potentially adulthood, you, it it does, it just like brings you back and it's so comforting. And, and even when, you know, when maybe your life is feeling hurried or feeling crazy, or you're having a hard time really getting ready for Thanksgiving or Christmas, having those, those traditions to fall back on is, is yeah, really comforting. I remember, um, with, for us, we would, 
the same thing. We would not do anything before Thanksgiving. And then after that, it was just like full-blown crazy Christmas mode. It was get the Mm -hmm. tree, watch the Christmas movies, put the decorations out. Um, And actually, right before we started recording, Zach and I were on a date and we were talking about what kinds of traditions we want to establish for our kids. Because, you know, they're young enough that we can kind of still be making those decisions. And and Mm -hmm. same with you guys. You guys have a young toddler as well. And so it's fun to talk about, or what are the traditions we want to keep? What are the, the new traditions we want to start to create that, that feeling of home during the Christmas time? Yeah. And practically speaking, there's a lot of things, maybe decoration wise that I would like to do, but don't make sense right now. You know, I remember putting on specific ornaments on the tree But I, being the youngest, I don't know if my mother was having, you know, special ornaments on the tree when we were, you know, five, three, and one. And so this year, if we put up a tree, which we are going to put up a tree, you know, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to do ribbons and, you know, garland and like tinsel. You know, I don't want to pull out the ornaments that we've been putting on our tree for years and years because I'm just asking for disaster. (laughs) Yeah. We were talking about decorating our tree and I think maybe we're going to have, maybe Esther could put, you know, a couple ornaments up, but Mm -hmm. no, we're not at the point where she can help really decorate the tree. And, and if we put up the ornaments, they're going to be on the top half of the tree, (laughs) not, not the bottom half of the tree where, where certain little hands can pull at them and grab them. Yeah, we're trying to be creative too in how we how we sort of incorporate various traditions leading up to Christmas. So mm-hmm. like two examples that come to mind, one on this tree point is we're going to, I think, set up our tree on one day and maybe do some basic decorations to it and string up the lights, but then not turn the lights on until a few days later on St. Lucy's Day. And of course, St. Lucy is significant for us because we have a Lucy in our family here. And uh St. Lucy in the Christian tradition, the patron saint of light. So we thought it would make sense to use St. Lucy's Day to light up our tree. Um, mm. And then uh, St. Nicholas Day, uh, St. Nicholas being the historical figure different from Santa Claus, is December 6th. And the legend is that he would go around and put um, money in children's shoes. So we're putting uh, little like chocolate coins in our girls' shoes so that when, when they wake up that morning, they can get that present. That's great. Well, and you're also, you're, you're bringing like small doses of excitement instead of just exactly doing yeah. it all at one time. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's kind of metered out so that there's not just, there's not just like the emotional high of 20 presents on Christmas morning. There's like a big steady build up to it. And then another thing we want to do on the back end is to celebrate Christmas over the full 12 days, starting on Christmas and then ending on January 6th. Mm-hmm. So we sort of stretch it out that way. And it's not just because I remember growing up as a kid, one thing I never liked was like after the presents are all opened on Christmas morning, you have this emotional crash where you're like, oh, that's it. Like all the anticipation has gone. And maybe like the excitement of the of playing with your presents lasts for a little bit, but not for that long. Right. I mean, toys get boring quickly. Yeah, Jordan, Absolutely. you were talking about sense memories, and I, I haven't really thought about this in a while, but I do remember feeling kind of overwhelmed on Christmas Day by the craziness of going to grandparents' houses and opening just an overwhelming number of presents. And then, yeah, driving back home in at, at nighttime at the end of the day and, yeah, feeling a little sad. <laughs> That's one sense memory I don't want to carry through, too. Right, yeah, totally. 
Yeah. I, I think that's a common experience of it just being this like explosion and then, okay, we just go back to normal day on the 26th. I think the healthiest way to combat that is probably just to do retail therapy on the 26th to get all the exactly. post-Christmas sales. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like Black Friday all over again. Yeah, just buy your sorrows away. It's <laughs> probably the healthiest it's way. It's the American way. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I did make that completely unserious joke about Christmas music or like appropriate music when you light a candle. But um, Catherine, you were agreeing with me when you thought I was being serious. I'm sorry for misleading you. But if we can have a serious discussion about good appropriate music for the season what's what are some things that you guys listen to i mean going back to the discussion about sense memories um there were some christmas songs that i grew up with that i like to play in the christmas season just because it reminds me of you know being a kid and growing up in my house when we were getting ready for christmas so wh what do you guys listen to well one album that was on repeat growing up which is extremely ironic <laughs> because she's jewish um is barbara streisand has a christmas album i think it dates back to the 60s or 70s um but it's actually still really good I oh i mean i i'm a firm believer that sometimes the oldest ones can be the best because i like listening to some like perry como or frank sinatra christmas stuff and it's great yeah yeah nat king cole i think is my oh there you go yeah that's a great example um i like him all year round but um i really like his voice is so warm and it, it, his voice is like a crackling fire, you know, and it kind of just makes you feel really good. So I, I like him. We, um, I usually put together like a playlist uh, of old and new songs that we listen to. Um, because sometimes artists just put out, you know, a single for a, with a Christmas song. So it's kind of fun to pull them and put them in a one place to listen to. Right, right. Um, as far as modern Christmas music, Sufjan Stevens, he has several Christmas EPs, and they're just beautiful and kind of weird and quirky. Like he mixes, he mixes kind of um, serious love songs with Christmas flair, with tongue-in-cheek songs, with hymns. hymns. Oh, interesting. Um, and wait, like, uh, like in the same song, like dashing through the snow, <laughs> the herald angels proclaimed. Like, yes, Zach. That's wow. Exactly <laughs> wow, amazing. Yeah. No. So, like, he'll have like he has two box sets, and they're man, I don't know, like easily sixty songs, maybe even some more. are just you know, I can't even remember. instrumental. I I can't even remember how many, but there's a, there's a lot of songs. Is Sufjan a guitarist? He's a multi-instrumentalist. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And a singer, of <laughs> yeah. course, but okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Um, a national treasure, some people say. <laughs> yeah, I've heard some of his stuff. I think I've heard guitar stuff, so I just assumed he was a guitarist, yeah. but I I have many friends who are big Sufjan Yeah, I fans. always mean to listen to his music, but then somehow don't. So I, I'm going to put that on my list for this year. I don't know if I'm going to be embarrassed by this confession but uh, or admission, but Celine Dion's Christmas album, hmm. Barbra Streisand, your comment, Catherine, made me think of that because I know Celine Dion has been influenced by Barbra Streisand in some ways. Um, and so I love her 
her Christmas album. And but the maybe the number one song that I associate with kind of family coziness at Christmas is Amy Grant's Grown Up Christmas List. <laughs> oh yeah, that, I grew up with that one in my household for sure. That is a very good song. I I feel like Amy Grant has some absolute Christmas bangers. Like she knows how to put together a Christmas song. And I appreciate that very much. Yeah, even if it kind of become has maybe become a cliche by now, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Over no, overdone. <laughs> I mean, I like to I think I think I like your idea of combining the kind of the old and new, all those just kind of different um generations of music because you have those that you always rely on. Yes, I've heard this so many times, but then it's nice to change it up too. I mean, if you're not listening to um, a rendition of Oh Holy Night and then immediately followed by Wham's Last Christmas, I don't know what's <laughs> wrong with you. <laughs> like, you have to mix it up. Right, you know? right. <laughs> well, and I think, I mean, kind of going back to talking about what feelings and traditions we want to carry through for our own families and for the next generation, it's fun to introduce kids to music that you listened to as a kid or that your parents listened to as a kid. Right. Absolutely. So we haven't really talked much on decor. And in part, I think that's because Sally and I are not really big decor people. I mean, if you were to come into our house, it would probably strike you as, um, I guess to put it charitably Spartan. Plain. <laughs> uh, there's not a whole, like there's not a whole lot of decorations going on. And for Christmas, we generally do something like we'll put out a nativity scene. We'll do some garland. We'll the we candles. We have candles and the lights. Advent wreath. We have lights with the garland, and obviously we have a tree. Probably the most decorating and we do all year is for Christmas. For, oh, oh, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, and on the front door we always have a wreath. So that's kind of the extent of our decorating. Uh, I, th- I don't think I'm missing anything, right? Yeah, and Catherine, you were saying blankets. That's the, I like the that touch of coziness too that is yeah that's nice so what else do you guys do what what else can our listeners add to their their list of ideas for holiday decor we like to keep it pretty simple as well because i (laughs) this is just a personal preference i don't necessarily want my living space to be overrun with christmasy tchotchkes Yes. And like clutter and clutter (laughs) like that's I I can't I can't think clearly. Catherine knows this about about me. I have to be like it's hard for me to think clearly if I feel like my living spaces are cluttered. And so we we keep it pretty classic in the sense of we do a tree with, you know, all of the the decorations that are involved with the tree. Traditionally, you know, garland and lights and ornaments. And then a wreath on the door, candles. I mean, we keep it pretty yeah, clean in a There's a way, set. though, to maybe have like a plaid or some sort of holiday colored pillows that you swap out. Oh, I love that. That's a great idea. Or, you know, maybe you have a specific blanket that you pull out for that time, um, people will often switch out, you know, it's like swapping out something. Right. So you're not adding more things. Right. Yeah. That's a really good point. You know, even, you know, kitchen towels, hand towels, you know, maybe you have gray hand towels, but then during the holidays you put a really nice like red 
hand towel. Um, Your pine scented soap. (laughs) Right. Things like that. Because I love the idea of like, for us, we actually have a nativity scene, but we've never had a place to put it. Like we don't have an extra, we, you know, we don't have a mantle or some sort of sideboard or a side table. Like you often need a place to put something. And so if you don't, you know, it's not like you're going to put it on the floor. Right. We do have a, we hadn't in the past. Well, I wouldn't. But now we have a place to put it. But with a toddler, it's right. a little more difficult. Yeah, just be careful now. with where, where that exactly, because you can't really do it in the middle of the coffee table because that's so accessible. Correct. Right. And also, maybe that's just not the most ideal place to put something like that. But there's other things you can swap in and out with having to add, you know, an extra piece of furniture to put out your Christmas scene. Yeah, my hope on the nativity set front is that uh, – so we have a – what is Fisher-Price nativity set? Yes. Oh, that's perfect. So it's, it's so a we functional have nativity set because I would like to toy. add <laughs> a a, decor, a decorative one mm-hmm. for display. We don't – we haven't found like the perfect one. But for the past couple years of having kids, we've just had the Fisher-Price one. And so it's just out all season long and you know the girls can go to town yeah i was actually thinking we did have a decorative one but we don't i know we need to fix that yeah we should okay yeah we were actually given a decorative one as a wedding present so that's a great wedding present if if anybody wants an idea yeah so all right unless we have further thoughts i think we need to move on to our holiday edition of our lightning round are you guys ready so yeah I, i think so okay just to refresh on the rules, this is in the in the vein of Bon Appetit's food cast. And the last question that they always ask, these are either or questions. So you answer either or. You can only choose one. And the last question that they always ask is butter or olive oil. So we begin with that question, butter or olive oil? Butter. Wait, do we have to agree? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, I should have <laughs> no. mentioned that. You can each <laughs> you can each choose. You do not have to agree, and you do not have to read each other's mind. So you each okay. get your own answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, butter. But Kerrygold butter. Oh, okay. So a specific kind of butter. We've not had that answer before, but... <laughs> I like point, it. Points for creativity. Okay, now we're going to get to the real lightning round, moving on from butter and olive oil questions. Okay, so holiday-themed. First question, gingerbread latte or eggnog latte? Gingerbread. Gingerbread. Oh, man, I'm going to disagree with you guys there. I'm a huge eggnog fan, (laughs) and even better than eggnog is an eggnog latte. Okay, but to continue with the lightning aspect of this round, (laughs) pumpkin or peppermint? (laughs) Peppermint. Peppermint. All right, a hot cider or a hot cocoa? Hot cocoa. Yes, cocoa. Christmas Day or Thanksgiving Day? Thanksgiving. Oh, oh dang. <laughs> I think I'll have to go with Thanksgiving. Yeah, I agree because of what we talked about earlier, how there's like the emotional crash of Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Like after, I mean, growing up, I don't have that now as an adult, but growing up, like definitely like thanksgiving because thanksgiving is like the beginning of the holiday season and so everything from that point forward is just yeah, stuff you have to look point. forward to yeah. christmas is like the end yeah or at least yeah. by new year's you feel like it's the end well i mean christmas is at least like the harbinger of the end you know like, <laughs> happens. As, a kid, as a kid like you're not looking forward to new year's like what are you gonna do right you right know? like you're just staying home with a babysitter right so, right yeah it's basically the end christmas you know <laughs> 
right. this is the end. <laughs> so here's here's another question that sort of compares uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving stuff: uh, turkey, duck, or goose, or the or the turducken option, I guess, would also be on there. I guess turkey. Yeah, I gotta go with turkey yeah, too. Yeah, turkey. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, and then for the Office fans out there, which I know you guys are, Santa or Belschnickel? <laughs> or in our house, Santa is St. Nick, so we'll, we'll combine those two. <laughs> I mean, nobody likes Belschnickel. <laughs> nobody. I don't know. Dwight's a pretty big fan. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, here's a decor question for you. White lights or colored lights? White. White. I think that's pretty. That's generally the the adult answer, right? I mean, like as a kid, I always wanted colored lights on our tree. But I don't now... know unless you kind of want to be retro about it. Is it kind of a retro thing to do colored lights? Like I don't that know. Is... I like colored lights when they're the big bulbed ones. Okay, that's, that's what I was super retro. Too. There you yeah, go. yeah. Like the sixties really, or something. I really, really love those. But other than that, I I just don't. So was color were colored lights in vogue in like the eighties and nineties? Like is that why I grew up wanting them more? Or is it just because, like, they're more colorful kid? for kids? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm, interesting. All right. Stockings or presents under the tree? Both. <laughs> I'm presents under the tree. I'm, I'm agreeing with you, Catherine. And by the way, I don't know if you guys have any special traditions for stockings or if you even do stockings. But growing up, it was kind of cool. We always did stockings on Christmas Eve. And so it was like a little little teaser of things to come so we would do stockings christmas eve go to sleep and then wake up and do presents under the tree it's kind of fun yeah our thing was stockings at the end of christmas day so That's that maybe even better to, you to avoid weren't that so sad cry. you like, drove home from the grandparents house and there were still the stockings it softens Yay. the landing yeah <laughs> yeah we were able to wake up christmas morning and open our stockings at any time and then you had to wait you know for breakfast and the full full thing before opening the presents oh that's but. impressive that's good self-control uh because we definitely woke up at like 5 a.m pulled our parents out of bed when it was still dark and just like ripped <laughs> into all of our presents yeah that wasn't allowed that's that's the yeah, way we weren't allowed to do that there either. was one particular christmas when my oldest brother was probably 16 so you know i'm 10 and this was during the sleeping in phase so you can imagine yeah, for sure. how annoyed I was that we didn't get to open presents until 11. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sleeping in, got to take a shower, got to eat breakfast. That's so funny. My dad's big thing was having us all line up in order of birth on the stairs. And you could not go down to see the tree. Like you could kind of peek from the top of the stairs. But for the most part, you could not go down to see the tree until the parents had said, it's time to wake up and you must now walk down in order of your birth, <laughs> which we never really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Christmas movies now, It's a Wonderful Life or White Christmas? White Christmas. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a really okay, challenging. Okay, I, I know this is lightning round, but you have, you're going to have to humor me here. Okay. I'm going to go with White Christmas, I guess, but I think... <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life, though I thought it was depressing as a young child, I think is one of the most poignant films ever made now. It's not a joy to watch, per se. Mm, yes, I like this distinction. And Christmas, right? I it's so yeah. powerful. I completely resonate with this. I actually have not thought of it this way before, but I agree. It is not. I do not have fun watching It's a Wonderful Life. 
but it is so meaningful. Mm-hmm. But I still have to say White Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Michael Bublé or Mariah Carey? This is in reference, so we're talking about Christmas albums, right? And right. so, like, Mariah Carey has a very well, actually, she has a couple albums on Christmas, but one, at, at least one very well known one, and then Michael Bublé, same thing. So, uh, I don't know. We we kind of we we play both we play both of them in our house over the Christmas season, and I'm not really sure which one I like better. But maybe I had a lot of fun with Mariah Carey's Christmas stuff, so I'm going with her. All I want for Christmas is you is the best Christmas song ever made, yes. but Blue Blaze albums are better. Yeah, I think that's where I land too, Jordan. So, yeah, I'm generally a Blue Blaze fan on this one. Yeah, I think Jordan has spoken for me again. All right, <laughs> last one. Black Friday shopping or Christmas Eve shopping? And again, you don't even have to want either of them, but just you have to choose one. Christmas, Christmas Eve. Oh, no. There's less people there if you just had to, like, pop in for oh, one quick so depressing. thing. It's kind of depressing both days. Oh, you're right. It is. It's violently depressing on Black exactly. Friday. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to risk my life. Um, man... Okay, if you're making me choose, it's it's probably Black Friday, but I say every day on Amazon, baby. There you go. Yep. <laughs> yep, that's the way to do it. I don't think I've actually ever been Christmas shopping on uh, Christmas Eve. I know my father has. Oh, yes, uh, my father occasions. as well. I just have to think that's got to be preferable <laughs> because there are less people, for one. And, like, if you're out there on Christmas Eve, it's kind of like a – it's like a – you know, a fellowship of Christmas Eve shoppers, right? They're like the fellowship of procrastinate, like, like procrastinators you, you wave of the world across unite. The aisles. Yeah, exactly. Like, like everyone's sort of like frantically focused on their mission because they know they have a very limited amount of time, and like, yeah, and there's you know, so like they're compassion exactly. In each other's eyes. Yeah, they're like passing each other in the aisle. Like the eyebrow raises are so meaningful. I have to imagine. Versus so, the Black Friday, it's like people are beating each other, right, and running over each right. other. And it's, it's just like it's just like pure materialism. Whereas like Christmas Eve, like there's a there's a, there's a motivation there that says, like, I forgot to get something for the one I love, but I really love this person. And so now I'm on, like, this desperate mission because I'm a procrastinator. So Whereas whereas Black Friday is, like, just sheer capitalism and greed. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, you've convinced me. All right. <laughs> Zach, I'm Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. all the way. Yeah, all the way. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks, guys, for joining us to chat about all these things. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving and Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.